You're listening to Serious Business with Andy Audate. Serious talk on business, marketing, and finance to win in this new economy. In this podcast, every single day, Andy Audate reveals cutting-edge strategies, technologies, techniques, and solutions to exponentially grow your business in the new economy. Man, oh man, am I excited. Today, I'm going to be bringing you a special guest, James Aquila. He's the CEO of Aquila Financial, and he is the one of the fastest-growing tax strategists in America. And I'm excited to not only have him be a partner on the Progression Conference National Tour, but also get to dive in deep into his brain today. Let's bring it up and let's give a round of applause in your mind for my main man, James Aquila. James, how you feeling today, man? Man, I feel amazing. I feel awesome. Amazingly amazing and awesomely awesome. Absolutely. I'm digging that, man. So, James, I met you, you know, this goes to show how much the opportunity is in the show. Is it okay if we share the story? Oh, yeah. Definitely, because that that actually puts, it makes it even better because how we met is a a reason why networking is such a, you know, is a powerful thing, you know? So, go ahead, share share the story. So from my point of view, let's let's let let's let's do this from my point of view, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ask As you. you were. Go ahead. Interesting. So from <laughs> my point of view, I'm in I'm in uh, Arlington, Texas, right next to Dallas, and I'm promoting. This is when I was part of the Les Brown camp and uh, the, that organization, and so I'm promoting one of their events, and I go on Craigslist and Eventbrite, and I find an opportunity at a at a like a like at a restaurant, not a restaurant, but a, it was bar, a smoothie, a smoothie mm-hmm. bar, yeah. yeah. A, bar and it says hey just show up at a business event so i show up in my suit and everything i walk in i there's a round table maybe six people six twelve people and we're sharing cards and sharing what we do and we get a taste or a sample of the smoothie and then we have the opportunity to buy then at the end of the presentation of that lady who just opened up her smoothie sh- uh, bar at the end of her presentation Everyone's dispersing and leaving. James comes in to get a smoothie because this is a, one of his locations. For yep. I meet yep. him. I connect with him. He shares with me what he does. We stay connected. I end up having uh, lunch with him like the day after. And then uh, I remember seeing a black man. I was like, man, to see a black man doing well, that's, that's inspiring, inspiring. And then a year passes, and then I come back to Texas. I host an event, and I had James uh, be part of it. So, James, from your point of view now, what was the experience like? <laughs> So first thing is uh, that spot that we met, right? It was definitely so. I used um, the 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 craziest thing is is that the owner of that spot is you know he's all he's also you know the black him and that lady that was hosting the event. I go there. I, I used you know I go there every morning to get my smoothie from, right? And so what was funny was that when I showed up, of course there was an event that was happening. That's when we got the chance to meet. Got to start talking to you. Just you know just. So, you know, just hearing more about you and also what you do and stuff like that. I'm like, listen, I got to get you over into my office and have you in and introduce you over to my team. Right. So I think we it was on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and I had a training that Saturday over at my office. I was like, why don't you go ahead and stop by, come say hi to my people and also bring some of your books. You remember that, right? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> right. So you came in, 
did an amazing job. Got a chance to you know to uh, to introduce yourself to my team and everything. And I just wanted to you know to show people that listen, when you're hungry and you're motivated and, and you have a passion, you can achieve anything that you want. And you being very young, because like how old are you now? Twenty four. You know. 24, uh, 25 now. There we go, right? And so, you know, I'll be, I'll be 33 you know, on Sunday, right? My birthday is right around the corner, right? And so just the opportunity, like, hey, um, for us getting connected right away and then be able to, uh, uh, you know, stop building and just encouraging other people of our own, you know, of our race to, to do more, right? And so and then a year later, you're like, hey, I'm going to be in Dallas. I'm saying, no worry, I'll be there, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and now here we are. Yeah. It just goes to show that when you show up for an opportunity, when you when you show up, you're bound to receive an opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I remember posting it on uh, posting it on Instagram, and I and I declared it right then and there. I said, uh, and, and if you go if you scroll all the way down on my Instagram, you'll you'll find it. It's a it's a photo of me and a Sue, and uh, and uh, we we're at the restaurant where I had a lunch with you at the mall. And yep. um, I remember that one. Yeah, and I just you know said, hey, meeting with uh, the present the president of Aquila Financial, uh, seeing how we can work together in the future, and then we ended up working together. Um, yep. we did, now we're doing a national tour now, where we'll be in front of a lot of people throughout this year. And yeah. uh, so, share with me, what is Aquila Financial, though? Well, I would say this, you know, because there's a lot of tax company out there. There's a lot of them, okay, and so what we are building is a culture of family. Okay, so our clients is just not another number. They literally, they are our family. And so what we do a lot of time is that we prepare our people, you know, we prepare our clients for, you know, uh, for their taxes, not just prepare their taxes for them, right? So, because you know, we truly believe in education, you know, teaching them, you know, tax planning, you know, tax, different tax strategies and stuff like that. So Aquila Financial is more of a culture. It's more of a family because uh, I take selfie with all my clients, right? They come in here and take selfie. So the other day I was telling them, I said, listen, so we meet every year to take selfies. We just happen to do taxes, you know, while you're here, right? <laughs> I like that, I like that. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the culture we're building. So Aquila Financial is all about just uh, serving the community, serving the family, serving people that, uh, and we've, you know, we are very, very big on, uh, entrepreneurship. I have in my office. I got a lot of business cards from different, all of those, uh, all different uh, business owners, entrepreneurs. Because I'm always promoting other businesses. Okay. Because the beauty about being in the tax, you know, industry is that our business is everybody else's business, literally. Okay. So you're a business. Your business is my business. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so share with me the experience of you starting it because. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to run, a, open up a tax office and right. I'm going to share strategies with tax strategists. Like you're a tax strategist, but you have a group of people, a group of people on your on your team and on your executive team that do that does taxes for you, with you, on your behalf for your clientele. Now, share with me the, the, the process that you had to go through to be able to get to the financial position that you're in, also right. the, the executive position that you're in and running that organization. Absolutely. So one of the things I did uh, when I first started in the tax industry, it was more of uh, I wanted to know how the tax law work. I wanted to because, you know, believe it or not, I always knew I was going to be successful, regardless of what industry I was in or what I'm doing. I always knew that I was going to do something, you know, that I'm going to be successful at. 
But taxes was always one of those things that I knew that I had to deal with, you know, every single time, you know, we make money. And so I remember uh, several years back, uh, a lady and her husband, they came to my house and they sat down and actually did, did, did prepare a tax return for me. And so I was amazed by how much I didn't really know what, you know, about the, the tax industry. And so I asked them if they would be open to sit down with me, uh, teach me a little bit more about the industry, allow me to learn the tax business. And so they were more than generous, they were more than happy to sit down and actually teach me you know, the ins and outs about taxes. So I, it took me about three years, okay? of just learning the industry. I wasn't I was in a hurry about building a business because I believe confidence comes when you are when you know when you when you know what you're talking about. Right? When you sit down with someone and you know exactly what you're about, you know, what you're talking about, you have a lot of confidence that comes across. And so that was what I did. I developed the confidence, I developed the knowledge, and then on my third year we decided to start expanding. We started to start recruiting and finding individuals uh, you know, that had no, you know, no, uh, no background in finance. And so I find that to be people that I love working with because, you know, you can be able to, you know, to train somebody. It's, it's a lot easier to train a brand new person than to retrain somebody who believe that they already know, you know, they already know. Yeah, right? Train a brand new person than someone who already has done it, has experienced it in the past. Oh yeah. Almost. I would say every single one of my, uh, my people, that has come in have been brand new. They didn't have any experience in the tax industry. They came in first year. We we took them through the tax law. We took them through the whole system. So I take and you know literally that's what I do is I take somebody brand new straight from the street doesn't know anything about the business and I teach them about the you know the tax industry. And so now and then the first year I always tell them I said look before you can be good before you can be great you have to be good before you can be good you have to be bad before you can be bad you have to start. Right, you have ah, to start. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was like, "Listen, let's start." And the beauty about uh, the system that we have built here is that all of the tax return comes through me before it goes to the IRS. So that allows us to be able to minimize as much uh, 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 errors as possible. So when my brand new person is sitting down with their clients and helping them prepare the tax returns, they have the full confidence that I'm going to be taking. I'm going to be looking at it or reviewing it before it goes off. And if there's something seems off, I always let them know, hey, I'll call Bobby, I'll call Heather, and listen, I want you to reach out with them and explain to them why it's it's not correct, right? So we have a system that we built in place. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So you you had to go through the, you had to learn the business from yourself. So you had mentors and people who were teaching you. Absolutely. You went through the business yourself. And yep. then that is what taught you the confidence or gave you the confidence to say, hey, I'm going to go and do it on my, in my own company. And then James Aquila started Aquila Financial. Exactly. So I literally went through the system. So every system that I'm teaching my people right now, I've gone through it. Right. And so when they come to me, they're like, man, I'm struggling here. I said, listen, I've been exactly in your shoes. I know exactly what you're going through. And so just know this is how you handle that, that aspect. So I always feel like you got to lead from the front. And before you can lead from the front, you got to know, you know, where your people are at. Okay. Cause you know, you got to learn that. And I learned that from the military. One, you know, uh, you know, served eight years in the Marines. So as I got out, I was a, I was a platoon sergeant. And so with that knowledge, I was able to actually cope, you know, you know cultivate the same culture or the same system into a tax business. Right. So they always say how you do anything is how you do everything. So, Get good, <laughs> get get good or something. 
get good at something. So, so you got the good at taxes. Now, let me ask you this, man. You go in the military, like, why taxes? You know, taxes ain't a, taxes ain't a sexy thing. Like, you don't, I don't know if people wake up in the mornings like, and like, you know, my goal why taxes? Man, I love that question. You know, and I'm glad that you asked that question. So here's, here's the reason why I thoroughly enjoy, you know, doing taxes. You know, it's, it's all about freedom of time. Okay, it's all about freedom of time because what caught my attention was that you know we live in the industry. You can make six figure in twelve months, or you can make six figures in three months. You see, it's all about time, right? You you know you you can decide if you want to make all your money in the first quarter of the year, or you want to do it all year round. So for me, I I love to have time to myself to do what I want to do and be able to travel and, and so forth. And, you know, being in the tax business was, uh, well, it, it provided me the freedom of time and also the financial support to be able to travel. So before, you know, be, like for example, this uh, in, in April, I'm gonna be flying over to, uh, to South Sudan, to Africa, I'm gonna go see my family, you know, again. And so on my way there, I'll stop over in Egypt for about a few days and then, you know, go down to South Sudan. On my way back, I'll stop in Ghana, before I come to uh, back back to America, right? So the, it, the way you talk about travel, man. <laughs> the way you talk about travel is like it's like it's like I'm gonna stop at the gas station on the way home. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like oh, I'm gonna stop in Egypt. I'm, yep. I'm gonna pull up on you in Egypt. Where you at in Egypt? All right, and then I'm gonna stop in Ghana. Like the way you talk about travel is so inspiring, so invigorating. <laughs> and that's that's what. Uh, that's what having a tax business or being, you know, in the tax industry has allowed, uh, you know, has allowed me to do. And so that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, working in the tax industry because you make your, your income in the first quarter of the year and then you get to literally live or be able to do what you love to do throughout the rest of the year. Okay. So I'm not all super, you know, like all about the numbers. I'm, I'm thinking more about the freedom of time that allows me to be able to be me. Right. So, that is what you know. What gets me excited about owning a tax business? Freedom of time. Freedom, freedom of time. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, so let's talk about the branding aspect or the marketing aspect of the business. How important? So, so like for example, you're a speaker on the the national tour. How important is it to build a personal brand where people know James Aquila and you're speaking on on platforms like the Progression? in comparison to your counterpart or someone who else is in your industry, maybe 20 years, uh, you're a senior in your industry and, and has the tax office. And the way they, they market themselves is through the direct mailers and stuff like that, like the old way of marketing. How important right. has it been for you to build that personal brand and, and get on platforms like Progression? Well, it's all about, you know, exposure, right? You know, people do business with people that they know or companies that they know, okay? The reason why uh, McDonald's is so successful is just driving by the street, you see the golden art all over the place, right? You know, you see that everywhere. And so it's all about branding. And so the more people recognize your name, the more credibility that they, you know, that they associate your name to it. Because if you, you know, if they know who you are, they don't court. And uh, having a personal brand makes it more of a, uh, makes it more of a, it makes it personable. Okay, because that's the that's the thing at the end of the day is people want to be able to know that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. All right. And so that's the thing. That's the that's the culture that we build and having the you know and that's the brand or the culture that we're building is that our our clients our you know family they're more than just a transaction. 
right? They're more than just a transaction. So I uh, uh, having uh, you know partnering with you, being on stage speaking, it just builds a brand or it, it builds recognition across the country. Okay, and so that now way now that when we come to Philly and we open an office in Philly, somebody's gonna recognize. I remember Akira Financial. I remember meeting that guy, talking to him. Right, I was like, yeah. Look, they, you know, they have an office over in Maine or they got an office over in Nebraska, things like that. Now it starts, you know, the, the word starts to get out. So I, I, I know we still do the you know, traditional mail, but what happens a lot of time whenever you get a mail in, uh, when you get a mail and you don't recognize the name? Throw it away. Just throw it away. Exactly. So that is what we're trying, you know, that's what we're working on is that when somebody sees us, they recognize the name. Now that they recognize the name, they're like, okay, hey, they're more than, you know, they're more than open to actually give us a chance or give, you know, you know, then if, if they didn't know who we were, okay? You can have the cure for cancer, but if nobody knows who you are or where you are, it doesn't matter. Wow, that's powerful. So, so your marketing strategy essentially is that, hey, I go, like, so I go to New York and speak at the Progression Conference in New York. And then I speak and then they, they, they see their logo, they see the story, they see your why, they see your business. And then you can do a direct mailer, uh, mail directly in the post office. And then now they're like, hey, I saw James speak on the progression. And now I see it here. Like you're saying that they'll be more open and inclined to do business with you because they've seen you in multiple, multiple arenas. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if you're all of you, because the, the power of social media nowadays it's like, man, you know, you can reach somebody all across, you know, in New York or in California, you know, and just off of social media. I've, you know, just the, uh, yesterday I had a client that called me right off of Google, right? They're like, hey, I read, I read your reviews and, I, you know, they, you, they, you know, a lot of your clients have said great things about you. And so I wanted to give you a chance. The same thing as uh, personal branding is all about, you know, give, getting your business and exposure so people know that you are out there. Like I mentioned in the very beginning, there's thousands of tax companies out there. Some of them you may never heard of, right? But the one that we have, the reason why, you know, there's, there's a lot of successful tax company out there is because, once again, you know, if the more you hear it, the more it sticks in our mind. And so when it's time for you to do a business, guess who you go to? The one that you remember, the one, you know, the, the one that pops into your mind. So let's talk about taxes and money. What are some strategies and tips that you have for people who are, say, like, for example, they're six-figure earners and, uh, and they're running their business for the, they've been running their business in, they're between year one through five and mm-hmm. they're six-figure earners in their, in their business. And they're, they're at the top of the industry. They're doing well. What are some tax strategies that you have for them to keep most of the, most of the money that they're making? Absolutely. You know, using different tax vehicle shelters, things like a traditional IRAs, you know, those are things that you can put for, you know, money into that shelters your money, you know, uh, uh, from taxes, right? Uh, if you're already in business, making sure that your company is properly structured because not just being, just having an LLC does not mean that it protects you from the taxes. An LLC is just the same as a sole proprietor, right? So, you know, of course, the difference between an LLC and a sole proprietor, some, you know, individual is just uh, an LLC puts a protection between you and your company. So if you were to get to get sued or the business get to get sued, your personal, you know, your personal and your business does not intertwine. But on the tax side of it, though, you still get taxed the same. 
unless you decide to actually incorporate and, and, and actually get your business more on, uh, you know, have different tax entities in place. Things like, you know, uh, you know, say picking up the or electing the escorts, you know, uh, filing status. Okay. That, uh, that allows you to be an employee of your company. That saves you a lot of money on taxes if it's done properly because you got to take the right amount of salary, things like that. Okay. Um, you know, having an escort is definitely a good tax strategy. Making sure that, you know, bookkeeping. Listen, in our industry, as far as for every business, having a good bookkeeper or keeping your accounts, you know, you know balanced properly, it will allow you to stay in business long term. It allows you to be able to, you know, because you got to know what's happening with your numbers. You got to know what's going on, right? So these are a few things that we can do. Making sure... Uh, Electing, you know, making sure you have the right election when it comes to your business, depending on where you are. So one of, one of the things that we do all the time is we do a, a uh, an evaluation of every business that we sit down with to find out exactly what tax strategy works for them. Because not a, it's not a cookie cutting system. Not one, you know, one shape fits all, fits everybody, right? So having, you know, a, a traditional IRA is always one strategy that I sit down with family, you know, with people especially they start making six figure, you know, uh, you know, a uh, quarter of a million or so, you want to make sure that they can put some funds into those accounts. Now, there's limitations and uh, there's some, you know, there's some limitation depending on how much you make, uh, of course, but everything is customized to the person. Making sure you have a, an escort filing status, making sure you have different investment vehicles that can help shelter your, 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 your income, um, making sure your books are done properly. These are a few things that you can do. Now, if you only self, if you only uh, a uh, W-2 employee, then always having a home-based business is a very, very, you know, a major tax tip that you can that you can do because now you can be able to write off expenses that you were not that you, you know that was not available to you in the beginning, right? So there's 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 quite a few things that that could be done. But majority of the time, we sit down with the client, evaluate their scenario, and then from that say, hey. Mr. and Mrs. Client, this is based on what you have going on. This is the, the best tax, tax strategies that can work for you. Powerful. And then now, from a tax strategist point of, of view, what would be the, let's say, the strategy or scenario, best case scenario, that you can share with someone to make more money? Because now we're talking, now, we, now we're talk, coming from a position of how do you keep the money? But yep. how do you, from a tax strategist, a perspective how can an entrepreneur make more money how can they make more money this will start a tax business I want to learn about that opportunity too because I've seen I, I see some tax strategies making some good money man so I, I want to I'm interested to learn about that model but, but right. also, you have a strategy or, or a scenario that you can tell someone like hey you got to do this to make more money Right. So um, a lot of time when I'm sitting down with a client and they they don't have if they don't have a, a, a business on the side that they do, I always recommend it. I tell them, say, listen, the tax law is written for business owners. Because if you, you know, we got to go back a little bit. Over 100 years ago, OK, about 95 percent or 90 percent of the people actually own their own business. They work for themselves. 
okay? Yeah. And then, you know, and they, they work for themselves. You have the blacksmith, you know, the mom and pop barbershops and things like that. They do a lot of barter trade back in those days. And then now you fast forward, you know, 100 years later, 90% of people work for somebody and 10% own a business, right? So the tax law is, you know, it benefits people that actually have their own business, right? Is, and if you notice, a lot of the, the politician that goes into office, they have companies who support them. And the reason being is because they want to make sure that the right, uh, <laughs> the right law is passed to benefit their companies and stuff, right? So one of the major tips I tell people all the time, I say, listen, the people that pays the most taxes are the uninformed. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so the people that pay most taxes are uninformed. Are the people that are uninformed. The, the ones that are uninformed. Yes. Okay. So these are even you know. So it's not really about how much money you make. It's really more of how informed are you when it comes to your you know ta taxes and tax regulation. The people say that the rich don't pay any taxes. Well, that's because they're well informed. Right, and the rich says the poor don't pay any taxes. So there's always one blaming the other. But I always tell, I always say this: those who pay the most are the one who are uninformed. Okay, so get informed. And the way that you do that is, you know, from January to December. You know, you know, tax time like this time around, around the uh, the time. We, you know, all we're doing right now is data reporting. We're reporting what we have already done. Okay, so that's why tax planning is so important and using different strategies. But to answer your question as far as what can somebody do to uh, make more income, listen, there's a lot of different opportunities out here, okay? And that was, that's one thing, you know, especially being an immigrant coming to America, right? I was, uh, I was 11 years old when my parents brought me here into America. And one thing I've realized is that when we are here, we get immune to how much opportunities and how, you know, that is actually right in front of us. Because if you, so if you, go outside the country for one time okay, and then come back and just realize how much you know america is literally you know how, how you can be successful in almost anything that you do you decide to if you have noticed a lot of immigrants that come here within two to three years right they either already have a home they already got a business that they're doing and stuff like that right and so the question is why well because they when they came here they realized how much more that they are now able to actually accomplish versus where they were before. So the question is not really what can somebody do. My 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 suggestion is find something because there's a lot of opportunities anywhere, everywhere. And one of the things I love about our, you know professional conferences is that you know Andy, you bring a lot of different entrepreneurs to the table, right? You bring a lot of different businesses to the table, and you have an audience. And so my my encouragement to everybody who's who comes to the uh, to the conferences is that don't just come you know and, and just sit there and listen. Come and be like, okay, what can I take you know from this that can catapult me to the next level? How can I use the connection and the relationship that I have that I've you know witnessed that can take me to the next level? Because it's really not about what you know; it's about who you know. Yeah. You know, it's about who you know. Like Andy, you listen. You you knew a lady right from the you know from the you know from the uh, from the cop you know from the smoothies you know joint that I happen to know because the, the mutual kind of connection here we are several you know, a year or so later here we are doing a podcast together we're going on a tour together chances are we would never have met if that connection was not there. Hey James, uh, I just realized, man, it's been two years. 
<laughs> you see how fast time goes by? Yeah, it's been two years. 2018 is when I was out there. Yeah. It's been two years. So, and um, just so you know, there was, a, there was a young man who was at the progression conference where you were there, and they were inspired by you. They went and started their own business after uh, hearing you speak. So, that's good. You know, it's one of those, those, those things that, so I, I get, I'm fortunate to be the one to get the report back, you know, about the people who've started businesses after Progression Conference, yeah. who've gone and excelled after, so I'm fortunate to get the report back. So there was a report uh, after hearing James speak, seeing what you've gone through and saying, hey, I connect with that. Yeah. Uh, well, so speaking of, let's talk about, let's talk about your, the, the difference in America. You came to America as an adult from, from Africa, correct? No, I came as a, I was, I was 11 when I came here, right? You were 11. Yep, I was 11. So I literally had, you know, I'll tell you this, okay? Growing up in Africa, growing up, you know, I grew up in Congo. I was born in South Sudan. I grew up in Congo because we had a civil war that was happening at the time in South Sudan. So, you know, I pretty much live in a refugee camp in Congo, right? So from the age of two, three, all the way till I was about seven or, you know, seven or eight, is, you know, that was my, you know, my life as a refugee. So every month we had government trucks that come in, bring us food and stuff like that, right? So when you grow up, I, you know, here's what I've realized is that when it's hard, okay, when, when life is hard and you're not given everything up front, you, 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 your creativity comes into play as far as your survival skills come into play as far as what you need to do. And what I've, I've seen with a lot of immigrants that you know here in America is that when they come into the country, they already have to struggle, right, just to get the bare minimum. It's like, listen, if I wanted to get a, you know, uh, uh, if I wanted fresh water here, I just turn on the faucet, right? I just turn on the faucet. I got, I, I, you know, I have the water that I want. Or I just go get, you know, give me a bottle of water from the from the store, and then boom. But a lot of times, that's not the case for you know different immigrants around the world. Sometimes somebody has to go a whole, you know, an hour just to go fetch water and then bring it, you know, and then bring it home so they can have fresh water. So when that happens, guess what? When they come here and they can be able to get water straight from the store, guess what happens? That uh, creates a sense of, okay, I can do so much more just from the preparation that I've already have with everything else that is completely available to us right now. So the U.S. is definitely, the reason why they call it the land of opportunity is because it truly is a land of opportunity. So you're saying, you're saying just something that's, because my parents came from Haiti, but, you know, the story that I've heard is limited, and my, I was born in the United States, so I have a different experience. But I have a lot of people around me who are, uh, they're, they're, they're immigrants that came to the United States, either at a young age, my cousins at, at a young age, yeah. or who are much older that share with me. So... But this is the first time it's going in depth like this. So you're sharing with me that small experience of seeing water or being able to do some work and be able to get water innately ingrained something in your head saying, if I just do the work, I can get whatever I want? Listen, there is no substitution for hard work. There's none, right? And so I, that's one of the things is that, you, you know, you can have anything that you want if you're willing to do the work. Okay, if you're willing to do the work, I find I see it so off so much is that people want a reward before they put in the work, and then they get frustrated because they're not getting the reward. And the question I'm always asking is that okay, well, where's the where's the proof 
that you should have what it is that you're asking for, okay? You know, you got to make it so obvious that you want to be successful. If people were to look at your calendar, could they, you know, could they, you know, convict you of actually wanting to be successful, okay? <laughs> could they do that? Um, so, so I, like, I like that you said you got to make it so obvious because, because now that changes things for people. I never heard of that. Like, all, all my years of personal development studying, I've never heard of you got to make it so obvious that you want to be successful because now it changes the perspective. As soon as you said you got to make it so obvious, I think in my life it, it's obvious because I explain it to the whole world and whoever is in my circle knows like I'm pushing for this. However, what about the person who's at home and has the same aspirations that you and I do of, of success and progression and growth and going mm -hmm. to the next level? Are they not making it obvious? I've never seen heard that before. Like you, well, like you should put that on a t-shirt. You got to make it so, you know? So, you know, everybody's success, everybody's level of success is completely different, right? So you got to ask yourself, like, what, what does success mean to you? A single mom that is at home, you know, and that her success is that I want to make sure my kids are well taken care of and that they, are, they grow up to be, you know, you know, you know, great with morals and things like that. They, you know, they make it obvious by instilling within instilling in the two those children you know what you know a good character good work ethic and things like that that's making it obvious right and so um and so all of it making it obvious you know once again is that we cannot compare one industry or one person's work ethic against another because those may not be the same you know those may not be the same because at the same time we have our own different lanes and different uh goals that we're trying to reach okay so but when i mean when i say make it obvious first thing first is you got to make it obvious to yourself you know you got to first you got to understand okay what is it that do i want what is it that i want and what is it am i willing to do to get what it is i want so you and i andy we you know we the, the good thing what is that you want and then being clear on what you need to do to get what you want. And yep. is the other thing take action? Take action. Well, you know, listen, you know, there's this there's this saying that, you know, our prayers are not answered by the movement of our mouth, but it is answered by the movement of our feet. Right? You see, you know, they say nuggets today, man. <laughs> a lot. So it's not, our prayers are not answered by the movement of my oh shit. <laughs> So our prayers are not answered by the movement of our mouth, but by the movement but, of our feet. That's the same thing as making it obvious. You said, okay, hey, I want this. Give me one second. As, and as James is, is sharing and uh, handling his phone call, listen to what he's saying. Listen to the words that he's saying and, and really have an understanding of how it applies to your life. You know, everything that he's saying, I'm, I'm looking at it from an inward perspective and saying, how does it apply? Even though I'm the one interviewing him, I'm still asking him, how does it apply to my life? Because, hey, is my desire to be successful, is it obvious? I want you to ask yourself that. Is it obvious, number one? And are you expecting a prayer to be answered from the movement of your lips? So many times I got on my knees and I pray to God and, and, I, and I'm like, where is it coming from? And knowing damn well I need to take action in a certain area. And it's like, that's, a, that's that check mark. Like, like, I got, like James has checked me right now on, hey, are you just praying by your lips or are you praying with your feet as well? That's, that's an interesting, like, pray with your feet. Like, that's like, oh, <laughs> man. Um, yeah. pray with your you feet. You have to. Because, you know, think about it. 
um, a lot of time we pray in a lot, you know, we pray the same prayer multiple times, right? And uh, one of my mentors said that, you know, when you want something, pray one time, okay? And then go to work. Because if you come back and pray again, the devil is going to think you didn't believe it the first time you prayed it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so literally, when you know what you want, pray one time and then go to work and go forward. That's where the same thing as far as making it obvious. And so that's what we've been doing. You know, literally is, in our, you know, in, in the a tax business, it wasn't, you know, one, you know, earlier you asked, was like, what makes the tax business so successful? Let me take this call real quick. And as James was sharing, yes. Listen, look, man, I got, I, got, I got to tell you, he's dropping some nuggets right now. He's dropping some powerful nuggets that, number one, make it obvious. It, it, it's like a spiritual, I forgot the saying. I know there's a spiritual saying, but it's like, write your vision and make it plain. And, oh, it's- Habakkuk. All right, say that again? Habakkuk. Things are Habakkuk, you know, write your vision, make it plan that who that those that see it and uh, can run with it, right? Those, and those that see it can run with it. Yes, you know, it's a Habakkuk. I forget the uh, the verse, but I know the uh, the the book that that verse is in. I remember, I remember that verse. And um, and it, what you're saying is what you're saying is is hey, there's to 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 pray about it because James, man, I talk to a lot of Christians, man. I'm a Christian myself. I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a God-fearing man, but I talk to a lot of Christians who, who I, I think that they're, they're, what they're doing is they're throwing the responsibility of growth of their responsibilities in life, throwing it up to God and saying, I'm waiting on God's timing. Like, like for example, I, you know, I, my part of my business, I, speak, I train speakers on how to grow their speaking and, and uh, get to bigger platforms. And there are clients, potential clients that I talk to that they kind of share with me that they are attracted to the offer that I make them of the training that they're gonna go through. They're attracted to the opportunity and they're all for it. And as soon as I share, I share a price point, it's like, oh, you know what? If, 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 if it's for me, God will make a way for it to work. And we talk about the finances, they have the finances. It's just like the mindset is that, hey, I'm waiting, like I don't have to pay for an opportunity, God will provide one. And no, I hear that. Come on, man. What do you think? Let's, uh, from, uh, from, from who I consider um, an elder, old head that I learned from, what do you think about that? Now, first of all, we, now I'm, you know, I'm only, I'm only 33. Okay, so we. Nah, 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 nah. Shoot, man. Let me tell you something. An old head, you know, to me, an old head could be someone, man, who's uh, six months older than me, man. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but um, no, I see that a lot though. I see that like, cause the thing is, is like, um, I grew up in church. You know, I grew up, you know, my, my, my father is actually, he's a pastor, right? And uh, what I've, I have seen, cause I always question, okay, why are the people in church, okay, always struggling more than the people that are out of, out of, out of church, yeah, okay? Yeah. And then I was always, you know, trying to figure that out because I, I found that there's a disconnect I know, to, you know, personally, my own personal observation, there's a disconnect between, you know, taking responsibility for what God has already given you and, and giving and putting the whole responsibility on God. You know, the thing is, is like, you know, if, you, if we were to look at a farmer, that's a perfect example. You see, a farmer, he has to do his part. God at the increase. God is the one who's going to, you know, allow the, you know, the, the seed to germinate and to start coming back up. But 
God is not going to make your hand go out there and throw the seeds in the dirt and put that, 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 that first part. See, we have to be able to take responsibility into our own hand and say, look, okay, you know, if, you know, if God's going to provide a harvest, he's going to use me to be able to plant the seeds and then, and then water the seed, and then from there, the harvest will come. Yeah. And, you know, we look at nature and we look at everything. We, you know, us as man, you know, mankind, we're the only one who, you know, who can be as big or as small as our mind allow us to, okay? We can be as big or small as our mind allow us to. So the thing is, is that, is that we got to pray with our feet and not just our mouth. We got to be able to, because when we pray, we acknowledge that God has already given to us what it is that we're asking for. And, and then whenever we work, we are actually now taking what actually belongs to us. Okay. So it's like, okay, if we believe that he has already given it, so why are you not taking it? You don't just go in, you know, you got to take it by action. You got to move and then you got to go out there and work and, and receive it. Okay. So that's where, you know, when I talk to my Christian friends, I say, listen, faith without works is dead. We hear that all the time, right? But, you know, it's like we hear it, but then we don't want the responsibility. That's the thing I found out is that we don't want the responsibility. You know, life doesn't turn out the way that we, we, we wanted it. We want to blame somebody else instead of ourselves. So the fact of looking in the mirror and say, you did this, okay? Like uh, there was, uh, there's an old story in the Bible where, you know, David sinned. And Nathan, which was the prophet at the time, looked at David and told him, thou art the man, like you did this, right? It was like, you know, he was telling the king that the king was at fault, right? And <laughs> so it's a very powerful scene in there. And so the same thing is that we got to take responsibility for our life. And most people don't want to do that. And the moment that you decide, the moment you start to take responsibility, hey, uh, the reason why I didn't close that cell is because I didn't make that phone call. Or I didn't make enough phone calls. Okay. Hey, I wanted a hundred clients. Well, did you call a thousand clients? Because if you call a thousand clients, you'll almost guarantee yourself to get at least a hundred, even if you're really, really bad. Okay? Uh -huh. You know, so it's, it is all the principles, like there's no substitution for hard work. And that's the same thing in life. If you want something, you're going to have to go out there and get it. And God is going to add the increase. He's going to put you in the right position. You know, the crazy thing is, in my mind, I always had this vision of actually speaking in front of people, on right? Stage. On stage, yeah. right? And then guess what? You know, um, I started going to this smoothie, you know, smoothie shop one time, right? <laughs> you know, it just happened to meet this kid right there. He's a very young guy, right? All, all of a sudden, he turns out to actually have a whole platform that he speaks to, you know, individual. And look, but guess what? Though? Each one of those steps, we had to take action. Right. We had to take action. I remember whenever we, you know, last year when we were talking and then you were like, hey, you know, we had to take action. And you, you, you presented to me, what is it going to take to make this work? You know, I'm just I'm looking at it, I'm like, OK, well, if, you know, if I was not meant to, guess what? The door would never been even open or it would have never been. That from, 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 a, from a different standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, the, the vision was there. The, 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 vision, the vision was there. Why do you, in your mind, recognize? So prior to us doing the deal, there was an investment that you had to make. And yep. what we were talking, that's essentially what you were relating to or relating to. Right, exactly. There, there was yep. an investment. Why did you not say, because you made the investment, why did you not say, you know what, if it's my time, 
I'll, I should get it for free or something of that nature. You know, if it's my time, I think I, the door should open wide for me automatically and I right. do have to make an investment or put into work. Well, here's the thing. I believe that experience is what you get when what you want don't come to pass. Experience what you get. Experience is what you get. What's that again? Experience is what you get when what you want doesn't happen. Experience okay. is what you get. Because you're giving a lot of quotes on here, man. <laughs> experiences, experiences is what you get. When, when what you want. Yep. When, when you don't get what you want. Okay. When you don't get what you want. So what I mean by that is, on a, you know, let's look at it. Okay. Let's say we go through the whole, you know, uh, the whole conference and what my intention, you know, doesn't come to pass whatever the case is but i was able to meet a lot of great on you know a lot of great entrepreneurs i was able to network with a lot of great people got to work on my speaking and you know uh, my speaking experience right and so what i know this is the person who's going to you know who's going to be going on this conference at the end of the year is not going to be the same person talking to you right now right yeah. you know i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be somebody completely different and so that's going to be the experience of actually having to go to these different cities and talking to these you know, different people and interacting with everybody. And so what happens a lot of time is that we are so afraid to fail that we fail by default. See, I'm not afraid to fail. You know, it's okay if I fail. Oh, my fucking goodness, though. So you said, you said, you, said, you know, this podcast would have been over by now, man. But. <laughs> but you, you're talking some good stuff, man. So you're saying, you're saying, hey, hey, team all date, whoever's editing, editing this podcast, man, I want y'all to edit this up and put the pieces in the, in the beginning, all the good content. Put it in the book. Okay, so okay. What you're saying is that, because, you know, I have, a, I have a team who edits. So what you're saying is that sometimes we as humans, we're so afraid to fail that we self-sabotage and fuck it all, all up ourselves. Okay. We sure do, yeah. Because we want we want things to be the right way. We we like okay, it has to be right. The thing is, is that you make it right. You make the choice right, you know. So whether you say okay, do I go left or do I go right? It don't matter. Just make a choice. Go right and make it right. Okay. Well, what about if you're if you're constantly, what happens if you're constantly making these decisions? Right. One after the other. It's not like terrible decisions like that like fuck up your life, but it's just like, okay, hey man, I might have made the wrong business move financially in that aspect, or I might have hired the wrong person. And you're constantly going through challenges, but you're still experiencing some wins, but it's like constant challenge after challenge after challenge. What do in that moment? Because many of us are gonna are gonna slow down. Right. So I you know, have you ever heard uh I use this concept a lot, it's called running on quicksand. Right. So when you run on quicksand, it's like you're not going anywhere. It doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. But what's happening to you, though? you know, what's happening to your legs? They're getting stronger. Right. They're getting stronger. So every decision that you make, you know, it has to be, you know, uh, some sort of a learning experience that you learn from. it. OK. So every when you're running on quicksand, you're getting stronger. And then well, guess what? All it takes is one opportunity or one chance. And then all of a sudden, they set you on the right track, and then boom, you take off, and people are like, whoa, where did he come from? And they forget all of those years of that one bad mistake after bad mistake after another, after another one. And they, don't, they forget that they, all of those played a role 
because you know before i started my tax business i think I, I failed in like six other businesses okay i started one it didn't turn out the way i wanted to. i started another one it lost a lot of money i started one in the back in 2014 we, you know it was a uh, network marketing you know business and like within two weeks we we probably invested like over seventy five thousand into this into this business right and then all of a sudden you know, it just, <laughs> it just disappeared, right? Wow. So we lost all of that. But guess what? You know, you know, a lot of people that we met through those, you know, through those businesses, when it was time for me to build a tax business, all I did was I reached out to everybody. I said, listen, guys, okay, we've done this, 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 and this. None of it worked, okay? We got a tax business. People, you know, it, you know people ain't going nowhere. They got to file their taxes every single year. They, you know, they have to take it to somebody. Okay, and it's a business that is you know, is very lucrative. So let's give it a shot. So we all came together, put our head together, and then boom, this this one worked. But if I we didn't go through all of those other experiences to get to here, guess what? We would this would not have happened. So every decision has a seed that that is planted there that gets you to the next opportunity. Okay, so don't be so afraid to make a decision. Just make a decision and make that one the right decision. Okay, God never intended for us to be perfect. He just, he, you know, we are here to make one decision after another. Every decision leads to another decision, and that decision leads to another. The question is, if you're happy with the, the, the outcome, great. If you're not happy with the outcome, the, the beauty about it is you are the one that is in charge. The moment that you become you take responsibility for your life, then you know that every decision that happens, you are responsible for it. And if you don't like it, change it. The, but what happens a lot of time is people put that all, all on God's hand. And so, okay, God, take, take the wheel. Well, when the wheel goes right or left, but because you are not in control, you don't like either one of the outcomes. Well, you wound up here. Well, did you want it to wind up here? No. Okay, well, you, you took what, what life gave you. You had nothing to do with where you are right now. And so if you're happy, great. If you're not, it all happened by an accident, according to you. Wow. You know, so when you take responsibility for yourself and every action that happens, that's the thing, you know, it's not taking away God's responsibility in your life. It's like, no, because the Bible talks about that God created us in his own image. So what does that mean? If he created us in his own image, therefore we are able to also create what we see. Right? So everything that we see around, the life that you live, you created it. You know, whether you like it or not, you made it to into existence. You know, you had a vision, Andy, to, to have a progression of conferences. Things that are happening right now is happening because that was the vision that you had. And then all of a sudden, different pieces of life started to come together to make that vision a reality, right? So it all started in our mind. And um, there's this book, they say that this, the hardest thing for a man is to think. You know, we don't like to think. That's why we got social media to get away, to escape. We got, you know, Netflix to just sit at home and then just, you know, escape. We want to escape so much because we don't want to listen to our thoughts. And the people that don't want to listen to our thoughts is because they don't want to take responsibility for where they are right in their life. The, you know, a lot of the most successful people I know, they like to spend time to themselves read books, work on what's in here, because that's where they know everything starts in the mind, right? Everything starts in the mind. Yeah. So why a tax business? Listen, it buys us more time. <laughs>
You know, <laughs> it gives us, you know, three months out of the year. And then you got nine months to be able to do, to, you know, to work on yourself, become whoever you want to be, right? Seriously. Brother, brother, that, this is so powerful. This, this, this podcast has been uh, one of the shows, you know, I do a lot of shows. I mean, this is my third of the day. You yeah. Know, I do a lot of shows, man. And, and I mean, this entire week is, is, is like three to two podcasts a day, back to back, even on Saturdays. And um, this one specifically really spoke life into me. Um, and I hope it does the same for the audience, the audience members who's going to see that, whether it's on iTunes, uh, Spotify, or on the YouTube or Facebook, wherever I post this. Yeah. And I'm truly excited to have you on the national tour. Can you share with me what shall we expect from you uh, to be training on at the Progression Conference? Because uh, you're on the entire tour. So what should we, we, would we expect from from you, whether whichever city that the people show up to, right? My biggest, uh, the the message that I'm bringing is that, um, of course, since I own a you know, own a tax business, is uh, having a tax a virtual tax company all across the U.S. A virtual tax business, so you can have your own, you can have your nine to five job, and then also have a tax business that you run directly either at home. Or you can actually rent a virtual office, you know, in any in, a, in any major city, and be able to make you know uh, six figure within three months time frame. Now, I want to I want to stress this that it takes time and it takes effort. Anything that we do, you gotta put your all your very best into it, right? So my, my message is clear. It's just that one, I'm expanding my business across the you know the, you know across the you know uh, nation, and I'm looking for really great entrepreneurs. I'm looking for like-minded individuals. Because that's one thing I realized is that we attract who we are. Okay, I'm not really, you know, coming in. I'm not really coming to try to sell anybody on as far as okay, hey, why did you do something? I'm looking for people who are just as hungry as I am, so that I believe that together we can build something even greater, right? And so by building that, we can both have the freedom of time to be able to travel. Because that's, you know, I would love to take a, a group of people to like Tanzania or Ghana or South Africa or something like that. I'm like, hey, let's let's view the world from a, from a point of view of freedom, right? And so that is really where my, my message is. It's just uh, uh, we have a, we got the opportunity to build a virtual office all across the country, and I want and I want those who are looking for something very similar for us to link up. Let's build and let's see how how big we can build this business. Yeah. So, this, this show has been powerful james thank you so much how can people get in contact with you uh they'll see you on stage at the progression conference but how can people get in touch with you okay awesome so best way to reach me of course is always you know give me a call all right so you can call me at nine you know uh 817-374-5049 you can also send me an email which is uh, aquila at af tax services okay aquila af tax services.com Right. So you can reach me either way or just type my name, James Aquila, on Facebook. You know, I believe I'm the only one. Maybe. Right? If, if not, James Aquila tax. If you put taxes next to it, boom, I'm coming out. I'm coming Aquila out. is A-Q-U-I-L-A. James, thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much.